Growing up in a young city like Chandigarh can make you feel rootless. Back in the 1980s when I was a boy in Chandigarh, everyone in my circle thought it was a city without a history. It wasn't our fault. Our parents had come from outside for work. And our school books which were written in Delhi were silent about Chandigarh's past. But some recent reading has shown me that Chandigarh does have a history. It used to be a fertile plain dotted with villages. Some of those villages are still around, although I don't know how many of their residents are aware of their past. My source of information for this episode is a report by Dr. Bateson, the British civil surgeon of Ambala. He toured the area in 1868 to find out why goiter and spleen were so common there. The first point it settles is that Chandigarh is not a new name. 150 years ago there was a small fort there called Chandigarh on top of a hill. There are two main characters in this story. One is the town of Manimajra and the other is the Ghaggar river. Manimajra was the only large town there and it could not have existed without the Ghaggar. But while the Ghaggar was the region's lifeline people those days considered its water harmful let's begin the story with mani majra when bateson saw mani majra it was already an old and fairly large town with 2325 houses and 6045 residents and the region that comprises the three cities of chandigarh mohali and panchkula today was then called ilaka mani majra there was a reason for this The gazetteer of Ambala district from 1884 says Manimajra was part of Punjab's Sarhind province under the Mughals. When the Mughal governor Zain Khan died in 1762, a Sikh leader named Garib Das seized 84 villages around Manimajra and made the town his capital. Thus the region came to be called Ilaka Manimajra. The new ruler of Manimajra got the title of Raja. from the afghan invader ahmed shah abdali later the british allowed his descendants to continue using the title for helping them in the war against the gurkhas the kings of manimajra built chandigarh's famous mansa devi temple it became so renowned that even in the 1880s it drew about 80000 pilgrims to fairs held in march and september and while manimajra is a congested sector of chandigarh now Back in Bateson's time it was surrounded with fields and famous for its rice. Then there was the Ghaggar of course. The region's main source of water. Because most of the land was low lying, the Ghaggar's water could be easily channeled to the villages for irrigation. But like I said, the people did not consider it a blessing. They thought its water made them sick. Even the settlement report of the area from 1859 says the villages are frightfully underpopulated for the reason that the irrigation is most pernicious to health. And that's what Bateson had come to investigate. He first went to Mauli village about 3 kilometers south of Manimajra on the 22nd of March 1868. The village depended on the Ghaggar for water and Bateson found 17 men and six women had goiter the disease was more common in men because they had grown up in the village while their wives belonged to other towns and villages 
That's why the locals correlated the high rate of goiter with the water from the ghaggar. Next morning, Bateson travelled to a larger village named Pabhath, about 8 kilometers south of Manimajra. It lay across another river called Sukhia or Sukhna. The same Sukhna that's become Chandigarh's famous lake now. Back then, it was a small river that arose near Pinjor and joined the Ghaggar at Mubarakpur after a journey of about 25 kilometers. Bateson found it almost dry in March. Pabhat village had 357 houses with 1630 residents and they were remarkably fine looking and healthy. It had only two goiter patients and both had come from outside. How did Pabhat remain free from goiter? Bateson found that Pabhat had 11 wells and the people drank water from them. They irrigated their fields with water from the Sukhna and believed they were healthy because they stayed away from the ghaggar then there was a village called kalibad where chandigarh sector 8 lies today it was dependent on wells and rains and bateson didn't see any goiter or spleen cases there either but abhaypur which was entirely dependent on the ghaggar had 11 goiter patients among its 393 residents similarly Bada Firozpur about 5 kilometers from Manimajra had 14 cases of goiter its people were also dependent on the ghaggar Bateson says the people of Bada Firozpur were so sick that children died young some of them grew up deaf and dumb and even daft Bateson finally visited Manimajra town on the 24th of March and found that 6% of its population had goiter He doesn't give the exact number but my guess is about 360 cases in a population of 6000. He noticed that even the dogs in Manimajra's streets had goiter. Bateson says whenever a resident showed signs of goiter they were advised to go away from the ghaggar's influence for a few months till the goiter receded. He also visited Chandigarh the fort on the hill where the people drank rainwater stored in a tank and nobody had goiter so where exactly was the original chandigarh bateson describes the location of chandi village directly below it he says i am just below the old fort and close to the grand trunk road from ambala to kalka the seventh milestone from the latter place being right opposite me So Chandi was exactly 7 miles or about 11 kilometers before Kalka. The village is now called Chandi Kotla. It lies on the Himalayan expressway close to a toll plaza. And was the ghaggar's water really harmful? Bateson was convinced it was, but his superiors disagreed. They said the villagers were falling ill because they drank contaminated water from the irrigation ditches. In their view, the ghaggar's water was excellent. but contact with the subsoil was altering its character now the point of this episode is not that chandigarh was an unwholesome place once but that it has a past chandigarh may be young but it's certainly not bereft of history <laughs>